0: As I think about life in general and for women like that the journey that they take and what they want to do, I think that it starts with the core of really understanding what makes you happy. I think that some of societal pressure has made it to where that us, you know, as females, that we have to be more serving to others. And I think that it's important for all humans to be serving to others. But I think everything starts with, understanding what makes you happy as a human being and what makes you fulfilled as a human being welcome to ceo
1: school we're your hosts sanera madani and shannon monson and we believe that you deserve to have it all less than two percent of female founders ever break one million in revenue and we're on a mission to change that each week, you'll learn from incredible mentors who have made it to the 2% Club, as well as women well on their way, sharing how they've defied the odds so that you can do it too. You're a real business now. Class is officially in session. This episode is sponsored by The Club, a quarterly box and digital monthly community to help you level up in leadership and life. Learn more today at join.theseoschool.co/ slash the club. Hi, everyone. Welcome to CEO School. This is your host, Sanira Madani, and I'm so excited for today's episode to welcome Lil Roberts today. Lil is a incredible entrepreneur. She is a serial entrepreneur. She's had so many multiple successful businesses and she is on to now i don't know maybe her ninth or 10th company called zendu zendu is a fintech platform and is in financial services and she does accounting and bookkeeping uh, for businesses of all size but she does it in a really special way for these businesses and it's all done through some incredible technology powered by machine learning and powered by all the fun tech bots that we can think of. Lil's story is one that I've just seen grow through the Florida tech ecosystem. And so I'm so excited to welcome her because she's probably one of the most humble CEOs that I have personally ever encountered, and Lil and I touch base quite frequently and do CEO mindshare. So we'll we'll call each other, we'll email each other and say, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, do you know this person in this? And so I'm so honored to have her as a guest from the show, because I'm learning from her all the time, and I know that you will too. Lil, welcome to the show.
0: Ah, uh, Sonera, thank you, thank you. I am so grateful to be on the show, and how amazing what you're doing for the community with your podcast, and bringing great education and optimism, and, you know, you're a rock star. So, you know, thank you for that warm and incredible welcome. But you are a rock star. Look at what you have accomplished and how you put Florida on the map uh, in the fintech space. So thank you, thank you. Let's have some fun today, right? There's a lot of great stuff for us to talk about.
1: There is. There's so much to cover, and I appreciate the the kudos there. I could not do this without our incredible team, and it's amazing to have the support that I have at Fat Merchant as well as CEO School, and so I couldn't do this alone. And I know that's something that we're going to be talking about is team as well today. To kind of kick us off Lil, I'd love to hear your background and how you really got into the fintech space. This is not a space that most women naturally just gravitate towards. Something that you and I were chatting about before we recorded the show was the fact that I've seen women really be scared of numbers and finance and accounting. And here you are running an organization to really help simplify that. But I want to understand how you got here. And then after that, I definitely want to discuss how we as women can kind of break down those walls and, and, and see why numbers aren't that scary.
0: Yeah, yeah. So look, a lot a lot packed in there. Well, you know, um, I guess that let's start with the childhood, right? Because I think that, you know, our lived experience in life kind of sets us up for what we do right based on our perspective in life. So um, we'll start there. You know, I was born and raised in South Florida, one of five kids. Um, the only female, four brothers. So I think that maybe that's partly why I'm. I've always been in industries. All my businesses have been in predominantly male industries because growing up with four brothers, you just didn't know the difference, right? You just had to to really kind of be tough about things. Um, and and then I have an unusual childhood in the sense that I lost my dad when I was ten, and then I lost my grandmother, only living grandmother, when I was eleven, and then my first brother when I was twelve. And by the time I was 22. I had lost three of my brothers, and I was the fourth in line, and it was now the oldest. And so, growing up extremely um, poor, like you know, we lived on food stamps, and and just like a lot of hard stuff, right? As a child, I think that it helped me to develop a, um, helped me stretch myself, right? I think that anytime people have adversary, adversity, adversity, uh, that it gives them the opportunity to either you know, step up, level up to the next level, or or just kind of curl up and, and go off in a corner. And I think that that applies not only in life, but in business too, right? And so for me, um, I I took a look at it and I had, and I think you probably hear this theme throughout, right? I had an amazing fourth grade teacher, Mr. Syrian, And he was so impactful on my life because he would tell stories in class. And so the stories that he would tell informed me that the life I was living was not the life that everyone lives, nor did I have to live that life in the future. And I think it gave me my drive to always look for the positive and to figure out, you know, how do you rise above? And so I have carried that in all of my businesses. So I look to build customer-centric organizations, that have phenomenal teams. I mean, your culture and your company is absolutely amazing. And so I, I always look to feed people because as a child, you know, we'd all, always didn't get to eat. There wasn't always food um, towards the end of the month. And so I always look to feed people and I always look to, to give people a stable environment that they can continue to learn. And so that's a core value of mine in life is that I'm a lifelong learner, um, that I don't feel that I'm ever too good to do anything and uh in the sense that you know if you have to sweep the floor sweep the floor you know you're a servant leader uh, as well and i think that for for the uh the females that we have listening today and and is that you know be servant leaders right be servant leaders and 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 challenge yourself to always learn and to never be afraid of anything and so that goes with numbers when you talk about numbers right uh, uh, typically uh, for whatever reasons. And I think a lot of it is societal and we could get into like, a, we could go down a real big rabbit hole about like cartoons and how the cartoons really teach males to be one way and females to be another way. If you think about it, right. All of that subliminal messaging um, in the marketplace. And I think that it's up to us as, as human beings, like don't look at ourselves as, oh, you know, we're females, we're supposed to do this, or males are supposed to do that. Say, what do I want to do in my life? And what are the things that maybe I'm a little bit afraid of because I feel that I don't have the knowledge? And then how do I go find that knowledge?
1: Wow. That, I mean, I have so many things to say right now. First, I'm so sorry for the tragedies that took place in your life. I mean, I have, I can't even imagine dealing with. All that trauma as a child and then being able to say, you know, to have the will to continue to fight and show up, especially when you lose so many of your family members. And it's not like it happened all together at once that you had to deal with that. It. it just continued to take place. That I cannot even imagine the pain and just the fight that you probably had to do to to get up out of bed and to have that burden, then being the next eldest, like the eldest child in that. And so I I don't even know how you dealt with the emotional weight of that especially as a child especially as a kid so first for that my heart aches for that I mean I've dealt with loss myself but I've dealt with loss in an adult age and I've lost a lot of my family members actually I lost my aunt about 10 years ago uh, she was only 39 her and I were really really close and um, but I was a, I was a teenager And that was a really hard experience for me personally. But I was still in an emotional place that I was was older. And then I lost both my grandmothers. And then I lost my cousin, who was her son, because he fell into a depression after his mother just suddenly passed away. And then I lost my father. And it's just been a lot of loss in our family. But it's been in my adult life. And none of the loss, even as an adult, it really does set you back. Like, it is definitely very emotionally difficult. And you have to continue to find the reason, you know, to to smile and to, cause your, your heart is always gonna have a hole. Like that's something like, I can't explain the feeling I'm okay. Like I feel okay. I lost my dad this last year. It was the hardest loss that I've experienced. And it's not about the pain, it's the emptiness, is kind of how I describe it. It's like a hole that I can, it's never going to get filled and my heart's going to grow and I, I have so much room for love and I love my kids and I love my family, but there's this one little space that belonged to somebody that just isn't there anymore. And so I'm so sorry for the pain that you went through, and especially as a young child. Um, and what you talked about having a teacher that really impacted you, I'm sure we can all think of a person. I'm sure we can all think of a human that doesn't know that they're making such a difference in our lives, but makes such a difference in our lives.
0: It's so true. And I am so sorry for your loss. I am so sorry. It's And you're right. You, you don't have the, the skill set um, as a child. And for people out there, if they have children and, and the children are going through loss, get them counseling, because otherwise they'll grow up and they'll have abandonment issues and Things that happen because they don't have the capability to understand that when the people left, that it wasn't, it wasn't, anything they did, and it wasn't, and it gives them an unsettling instability factor. So um, you, you said it so beautifully. It, there's the hole, and that that you never fill that. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't realize you'd had so much loss as well. And you know, I think it's a common theme when you look at at women that have. Um, really risen to the occasion and, and fought their way through, it's because we've had to fight our way through in other situations. And so, like, you fought your way through as a teenager with that loss and, and being positive and being optimistic and, uh, and so true. And back to the teacher point, you know, Jeff Bezos bought his, he went to Palmetto High School down here in South Florida, and he bought his teacher um, a house not too long ago.
1: That's amazing. I was actually watching an interview with Jeff Bezos, one of his first Amazon interviews, and he's explaining to this reporter the concept of buying books online. And I was, Faisal was watching it yesterday, actually, and I'm like, what are you watching? And he's like, I'm watching an old interview of Jeff Bezos talking about how books can be, he's putting all the best-selling books online so we can all have access to them. And it was just, it was just a, a really fun interview to watch to see his like early entrepreneurial journey. Um, But that's, that's incredible. There have been people that impact your life and it's important for us to go back and say thank you. And it's a really great reminder for all of us today listening uh, to think of that one individual that really made an impact. And maybe we can't buy them a house. um, But it's even a nice note, even a nice finding them to say thanks that really impact you really, you know, changed, uh, had, you know, made me who I am today. And there is a portion of that that you take that I have to give you credit for. And so it's a really great reminder for us listening to reach out and say thank you. And it's also a great reminder to know that you're probably making an impact on someone that you don't know you're making an impact on as well. So it's so important to be positive and to be a good listener. I think like that's honestly what most great mentors are. They actually don't even have, it's not about the advice that they give. They're just really good listeners.
0: Yeah, so true, so true. So, you know, as I think about um, life in general and, and, and for women like that, that the journey that they take and what they want to do, I think that it starts with the core of really understanding what makes you happy. I think that some of societal pressure has made it to where that us, you know, as females, that we have to be uh, more you know, serving to others. And I think that it's important for all humans to be serving to others. But I think everything starts with understanding what makes you happy as a human being and what makes you fulfilled as a human being. And so for the people listening today, you know, I I invite them to think about what are the things that truly make them happy and what are the things that they want to accomplish in their life? And then figure out that pathway of how do you do that? And there's no right or wrong to it. I mean, nobody, you don't have to want to have, you know, a million bucks. You just want to get up. Like to me, I think in the human condition, we should all get up every day and say, okay, how do I get up and make a positive impact in the world by first being happy internally and externally? And then by how do I, how am I productive? And then how through that productivity, can I help other people's life be better? And I think when you enc- cover all four of those areas, you have a, a fulfilling life for yourself and then you're contributing to others. And it's, it's that, you know, flywheel of, of happiness. You know, I think about Tony Shea, right? You know, delivering happiness and, and something happened to where he was doing so much outward, maybe he didn't take care of the internal. So it's about taking care of your internal so then you can do more outward. Do you agree with that scenario? Like uh-huh. what's your thoughts?
1: I think it 100% starts from within like you can't make an impact outside if you yourself don't take care of yourself we've all heard the the adage like you can't pour from an empty cup and it's it's so true like it's something so simple but it is so true because If you are empty, um, then there's nothing to give. Like there's nothing left to give. And you have to start with yourself first. And I think this is something we as women do forget. And this is why, and I actually don't love the term self-care Uh, By the way, because I think it has like this, uh, like self-care to me doesn't mean a spa day. Like that could be part of self-care, but that's not necessarily, it's not a check the box. Like I got a manicure today, hashtag self-care. And that's what I see all over the internet, all Mm -hmm. over Instagram, self-care, self-care Sunday, self-care this. And that's part of it, right? Taking care of yourself to feel good, that's self-care. That feeling is self-care. The self-care also comes from just being Self-care comes from rest. Self-care comes from actually fulfilling our needs to say, what does Sanira need? What does Lil need? What do you need listening today? That's self-care. Self-care is saying no, when you want to say no and not saying yes, that's also self-care. And maybe your body needs rest and sleep is a form of self-care, right? And those things are self-care and it's nice that you can have a spa day and rest and treat and pamper yourself and that's also self-care. But that's not just that's just one portion of self-care that we forget. And I think that conversation that we're having here is so important of what you're saying that you it starts from within and we have to fulfill that internal happiness and we have to remind ourselves to be happy too. Happiness doesn't just come and you don't just wake up all the time perfect and happy. And this is why like for me journaling every day has been Such a huge positive habit that I've taken on in 2020. And it's just my inward reflection every day to remind myself. And in my journal, in the planner, literally has my gratitude as the first thing, three things that I could just be grateful for. Because naturally, sometimes you don't wake up super happy. Even if you are happy and you have to take that moment to remind yourself, you know what? I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my health or my job or whatever else that took place that morning that you, and then that gives you a little bit of that boost of serotonin that you need of, you know what? I am grateful today. And then my next step from that is my affirmations, right? And it's, it's my mindset. And it's to say, you know what? I am powerful. I am a great leader. I am an incredible executive, right? I can conquer this pitch and it's giving me a little bit more serotonin, a little bit more confidence and a little bit more boost. And then I get to journal then. And I get to think about I just pick up the pen and I write about anything that's on my mind, whether it's thoughts, ideas, how I feel. Sometimes I do a forward journal entry. So I'll be like, today was amazing. You know, our, my interview with Zendu was just incredible. Lil was so fantastic. I had an investor pitch today. We absolutely crushed that. We had blah, blah, blah. And I'll just be like, today was so amazing. And it kind of just gives me that little boost of this is how I want to start my day. And for me, that's just a simple tool. But I kind of have to force myself to be like, you know what? I am really happy. And it's not what my point, what I'm going with, is that we don't always just all wake up that way. But it's important to always reflect inward and just even taking whatever that looks like for you, whether it's journaling, whether it's uh, waking up and going for a walk, whether it's meditating for five minutes, or whether it's just sitting and being with your coffee without your cell phone, right? Like whatever it is to reflect and put yourself in that happiness zone. It's important to do that, and I believe it's so important to do that to start your day.
0: I love it. I love it. So, you know, as I'm listening to you, so for me, I would say probably and, and I love your what you do and and wish that I could do that. Like I'm not one that's like I hop out of bed and I'm going right. I just want to run. And, and I tried that and I just couldn't stick with the journaling. And I'm so um, envious of people that can do that because I think it's so amazing because then you have also that that history that you can sit and look at, oh, what was this year like, right? And you, it's documented. Um, for me, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So I love to do things. I love danger. So <laughs> if, I don't have, if I don't have a little bit of danger happening I like it weekly but if i see that a month goes by because i'm so busy and i don't have that i need to have that adrenaline thrill so you know i love to fly in helicopters i love speed you know i'll go to race night and, and you know and do the quarter mile in the car or go around the oval you know in a porsche at 160 or go go-karting in homestead i need the danger i need that like Ooh. edge and so that that is what lets me know let you know puts me on fire lets me know i'm alive and if i if i see that my light is getting dim i mean we all know when our light is getting yeah. dim i'm like okay I, I, you
1: know that is so fun i love that you said that because that is a form of self-care for you and that's you identifying that you have that need for speed you have that need for danger and adrenaline i am not i'm so risk averse little everybody thinks i'm like such a big risk taker i am so risk averse like i'm so risk averse this is so cool that you go out and go, you can find your thrill and it's so important for you. And I'm so glad that you recognize that and you, and that allows you to then be creative and that allows you to then find that light is what you said. Cause your light is dim. If you don't have that little bit of adrenaline pushing you weekly, you said, and so I absolutely love that you do that. And we all need to figure out that, right? We all need to figure out what is it that, um, when our light is dim, what to do. And it doesn't have to be, and I really am, I'm a huge proponent of like micro things, like it doesn't have to be massive. Like sometimes we have these like big, like we have to do, if we want to journal, then we have to have this crazy morning routine. Okay. Like we have to, we have to get up at five in the morning and then we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to work out and then we're going to sit down and we create such like a big uh, plan for our things that sometimes it's not achievable. And then we don't even do the micro thing. And I really believe in starting with the micro, just the tiny little micro thing. And so for me, I always tell my husband that if I'm not listening to music, like if you don't see me turn on music in a week. Like if I don't come home and I'm like jamming out or if I'm not cooking with like music on or you don't hear me, you don't hear the music around me. If, it, if it's gone by a week, check in with me. Oh. I'm like, check in with me. And that's kind of what I realize is that if I don't play music in my life, that I'm too busy, that it's too much and I'm not getting the time to actually just be and enjoy the things. And when I enjoy the things, I usually enjoy it with loud music. And oh, so- Oh, I love it. And so I always tell them, like, sometimes I forget. And it's important for us to have those checks around us because it's great that you're able to recognize when your light is dim. Sometimes I don't recognize that. Sometimes I'm so heads down in, like, a million things that are happening that I don't even have that, like, I can't even lift my head up to see. And so I've given my people around me to say, hey, if mom's not listening to music, if I'm not doing this, like, check in with me to make sure I'm okay.
0: You know, Sonera, that is so amazing. And then you just hit on something so critical that you share with others, with your loved ones, to say, as as almost like a framework, right? Almost as guardrails to say, hey, if you don't see this happening, help me out because I have the propensity to go head down and just go, you know, just keep running. and bring it to my attention, you know? And, and I love the fact that that loud music, right? Dance around. You know, when you say that the song that I think about is I think about the soup dragons. Um, I'm free to do whatever I want any old time, right? I don't know if you've ever heard that song, but that is like one of the best songs that, okay. you know, for, for for everyone listening today that, hey, if you're feeling in a box, what I'm hearing us say is if we're feeling in a box or we're feeling like we're losing ourselves, then, you know, check in and find what makes your heart sing and know those things that make your heart sing. Like I could never live in Seattle. I need blue sky. I'm with you. I need music. I need blue sky. And I love water. Like if I'm feeling down, I'll take a hot bath because that water is comforting, right? And so it's all about that. You know, and then so so as I'm thinking about that your listeners, right? And it's CEO CEO school, you know, how do people find what is the business that they want to do? You know, Mm -hmm. maybe we should spend a couple minutes if you'd like chatting about that.
1: Let's Um, do it. Let's absolutely do it. This has been so fun. We're like, I'm, I, I love sometimes when we have a plan for the episode, and I came and I'm like, we're going to talk about like finances and financial literacy and how we're going to, and like this conversation has just been so, soul warming. And I know every one of us feels that way. It's actually, it's been so fun. And I love that we just let it go where it needs to go. And I appreciate you and your heart and your warmth in this conversation because I'm, it's, it's just such a good reminder for all of us. All right. Yeah. So let's deep dive into how do we find that perfect, like how do we find that career or that? dream company how did you go about doing that you have started so many companies
0: so this is my first company that i that i am doing intentionally so let me define that for you so all the other companies were happenstance you know uh it, same as you scenario we're, we're problem solvers right i think a lot of entrepreneurs we live our life See in the world through a different lens. We can't help ourselves um, because when we're out there, we see a problem. We want to solve that problem. It's just part of who we are. And so, all my other businesses were—I've done from turnarounds, buying an existing company and turning it around, um, to to buying, uh, to doing bolt-ons, to all kinds of things. But none of them were scalable. This is the first uh, VC-backed scalable company that I'm doing. And so. What happened was in 2015, when I sold my last business, which was in print manufacturing, and it was 20,000 square feet and about 50, 60 people, uh, heavy machinery and technology had come and sat on that doorstep. And when technology chooses the doorstep, it pretty much decimates the industry, right? It changes it drastically. And so when I lived through that, re-engineered the business and I uh, successfully exited, I said, you know, I'm getting a little older, let me be intentional about my next business. So I built a scorecard first. So when you exit a business, everybody comes to you with opportunities and investments and all these kinds of things. And I said, no, 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 let me just take a breath and let me build a scorecard and then I'll apply all the opportunities to my scorecard. So I took a breath I went down to the rocks um, by the ocean and, I, and I, I did this scorecard, which was what, what are all the things that I'm passionate about? So on this scorecard, and then I won't give the complete scorecard, but on the scorecard was, I'm passionate about small business, right? I love talking to small business owners and I'm passionate about what small business does for the world. Collectively, all of us are small business owners Um, And we employ more people than government or any other industry. The small business as an industry employs more people. And so we have an opportunity, being small business owners, to create good environments for our staff who then go home and have a ripple effect that when they're sitting down at the dinner table with their child, instead of talking about how bad their boss is, they can talk about, hey, Tommy, how was your day at school today? What did you learn? And so that is like uh, so for me small business is everything passionate about small businesses love technology i think it's amazing i mean hopefully we'll have a little bit of time talk about clubhouse before we close today but i love technology and then i said i love to be stretched i like to dangle off the side of a building i'm a ledge walker so throw me off the side of the building and i'm like happy 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 so So what can I do to stretch me as a human being? And I said, you know, I built all my businesses on my own back and and using my money and bank's money. Let me go out and take this journey with VCs and see what that's like, right? So when I applied technology, want to build the company to hundred million in size, I want to change an industry and I want to talk to small business owners and be be involved with small business owners. And I wanted to be VC backed. And so that was my scorecard amongst other things. And I said, okay. What, what are all the opportunities out here and what are all the problems that I know that need to be solved? So the interesting thing for your listeners will be that, one, I'm not college educated. So that should show everybody listening that you can absolutely, absolutely do anything that you set your mind, mind to, right? I will say that in hindsight, I wish I was college educated because I think it would have accelerated my, my path um, even greater. And that I wasn't college educated because it just didn't allow with all the deaths in the family and everything. And I didn't have those mentors around me for that path of of going to college. Um, And I've done okay without going to college. So so I don't have any regrets about it. Um, And college is a great way where you get a lot of networking and, and a lot of relationship building. So once I did that and I said, okay, what are the problems that, 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 I've seen that I want to solve and I've had firsthand and one of the biggest problems that came up and I said, and I want an analog industry that I can bring digital. I said, you know what? The accounting industry, that it's so archaic and that it's not kept up with like how fast the world moves and numbers. And so I'm like, that's so I go, that's the industry that I want to build. Is the opportunity there? Is the opportunity to take it really big to hundred million in, in sales, which then becomes a billion dollar company? Is the opportunity there to build a brand? And so that's how I arrived on doing this business. So the core of it is, is do a scorecard. So I would invite all the listeners to do a scorecard exercise for themselves. And on this scorecard exercise, it's real easy to do. It's, you you have to do it, you have to do it analog. You have to write it on paper. You cannot do it digital because there's a kinetic connection, right, between your brain and your arms and paper. So get a notebook, go find your quiet place, and at your quiet place, take take this notebook and on the top of the pages, on the first page, you put personal. And then on the second page, leave it blank, and on the second page, you put uh you go personal, and then go go personal, family, community, business, financial. So personal, one first page. Family, the second page. Community, the third page. Business, the fourth page. And financial, the last page. And then you're going to visit this notebook a couple of different times over the course of a week or two. And when you go to work on this notebook, you must put away all digital, You cannot have any digital, anything near you and go find your safe space wherever that may be. And then you're going to answer two things on this on every one of these pages. And the two things are you're going to write what comes to mind on personal. What makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy? You need both of them in no particular order. So to give you an example, what makes me happy? Music makes me happy. Sunshine makes me happy. Water makes me happy. Learning makes me happy. What doesn't make me happy? I don't want to talk to people that that are that are ignorant or not. I don't mind if they're ignorant because it means that we can learn. I don't want to talk to people that this may sound terrible, but stupid. Right. And and so whatever the politically correct word is for stupid. What that means is that they don't even want to try like like that they know better, but they just, like, don't even want to try to, to, like, we all have to be respectful of each other's thoughts and the way we move through the world. So people- Maybe people
1: are, don't have a growth mindset.
0: Yes, thank you for politically correct. See that? Stupid but, works.
1: Stupid, stupid yeah. you know what, let's just call stupid what stupid is. Sometimes it's just stupid.
0: Yes, so so I, I know that I can't be amongst people that are like that. And I don't want to be, I don't want to fill my life with, you know, the Eleanor Roosevelt, the quote where, you know, uh, that, that uh, what is it, small-minded people talk about things, average people talk about, uh, small-minded people talk about people, average people talk about things, and then big-minded talk about ideas, right? And so I like to be, I know I wanna be around people that talk about ideas. That's what fills my soul. So so write, it's important for you to write what, what you love and what you don't like. And then when you're doing your personal sheet, you have to be in your personal sheet as if your family doesn't exist. You must think that you are on an island by yourself, all right? That's first page. Second page is family, do the same thing. What do you love about family? What do you not like about family? Do you wanna see your family three times a week? Do you wanna have dinners twice a week? Do you only wanna see your family once a month? Do you wanna talk to your family every day? Put all those things. What does it mean? Like, do I wanna live near my family? All those things. Then get to your next page. Your next page is community. Community means your community. Whatever your community is, no judgment. Everybody listening, no judgment. your community so if your community is i love animals that's my community i want to be around animals i want to volunteer for animals that's my community you know whatever it is put that around and so then then you go into business and then in business doesn't mean that you're looking to own a business you know some people don't want to own a business or maybe timing in their life is not there for them to own a business right so in business you have to say What do you like about business that, that you want in your business life? Do you want a job that's Monday through Friday is prestige important to you? Is a title important to you is what do you wear important to you? You know, I said my next business was going to be, I was going to wear flip-flops as much as I can. And so I wear flip-flops most days to work. And so, because that's what's, you know, I dress up when, when I need to dress up, right. I have to represent the company, but on the days that I don't need to dress up, you're going to find me in flip-flops. So, what is important to you in a business sense? And then what don't you want? Do you not wanna be in an office or do you not wanna be remote? All of those things. Um, and then the last piece on the financial side, what happens is is after you've t- taken yourself through this exercise in your mind, thinking through things, and it's gonna happen over a period of a, of a week or two, because once you, once you start the reticular activator, right? Once it's in your mind, then these thoughts start to come up. So keep your your notebook near you because you'll be in the car and all of a sudden something will pop in your mind. You go, oh, I love that. Or, oh, I hate that. Or I don't want that. You say, I gotta put that on my list. And so you wanna have your notebook to put all that there. And so when you get to financial, what it's gonna do is it's going to inform you of really where money shows up in your life and how much money you need to really live the life that you wanna design. And that's why financials last.
1: I absolutely love that you said that because so many times everybody puts finances first as like when oh, happiness is defined by a number in your bank account and it's not. And it's so interesting of how you actually went about that process. By the way, that process is mind blowing. I cannot wait to actually go do that process. Um, and I, this, this, that was just incredible. And I love that finances was last because you did it in that order of, I want to know what's important to me. I want to do what's important for my family, for my community, for my business. And then the finances is at the end because now you know the picture of what life you're trying to create. And if you're trying to create this life, then it's so realistic. It's not about, oh, I want a billion dollar this, or I want a a million dollar that it's really, what do I need financially to support this life that I have? and if you know for something for me that comes up when you're talking about business when you talked about you particularly said a hundred million dollar enterprise because you want a billion dollar company that resonates with me right it's not about the revenue that i'm getting to take home i want to create a billion dollar business and that is the business part of it it's actually not the financial part of it for me if that makes sense
0: 100 percent with you because you know what I, I, it's not about the money. people. It, to me, it's about climbing the highest mountain. So building a billion dollar business is about climbing the highest mountain, and it's about the impact that we can make on all of our team and give them quality of life by being in a stable environment that's caring and nurturing and loving, and that they have an opportunity to learn and grow to, in any way that they want to, right? and it's about what we can do for our customers because if we help make our customers lives better then their family life is going to be better and they're going to be better and they're going to do more good in the world and so i have one thing i ask you samara and that is don't publish that 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 framework eventually i'd like to publish it so it's uh and i've I've taken probably 25 fellow entrepreneurs through that framework at decision points in either they've you know exited a business or getting ready to start another business or wondering should they sell their business and I'm like and then they call you know I'm sure you have a lot of friends that do that as well hey I want to run this by you blah 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 I'm like okay okay you know what maybe we ought to do this framework exercise and you know and it fits not only for business it fits for for your life in and, and things that you want to do in your life it can fit you know for people listening maybe they're in a relationship that they feel doesn't serve them to the highest good right to me relationships have to be that am i better with this person than by myself so when you're in a relationship the way to serve yourself and your partner the best is that has to be met am i in a relationship that i'm better with this person than i am by myself
1: i love it and i'm so excited to see this framework published. We love it. Oh my God. So much knowledge that you've shared with us. So much knowledge just from a, from like a growth standpoint, I'd love to talk about Zendu a little bit, give you an opportunity to tell us what you do, who you serve, how can we support you? How can we become customers? And I know you're excited to give us a little bit that we can find you on clubhouse. Cause that has been a topic that you and I have been discussing over the last couple of weeks. So we could talk about Zendu and let's talk a little bit about where we can find you in clubhouse perhaps. And this has just been so rewarding for us. And
0: we want to thank you. Ditto, ditto. I'm honored to be here. And I just admire and respect everything that you are doing and have done and how you've built your business. So um, bookkeeping and accounting, and we take care of customers that are 20 employees or less and that fit really in six or seven different categories. And those categories are professional services, um, e-comm businesses, we're, uh, you know, Awesome, we have a ton of customers that are, you know, Shopify, Amazon, Walmart. So econ businesses, small hospitality, food truck, pizza joint, sub shop, uh, small cafes are on the hospitality side. Um, trade, retail trade services. So if they do, you know, home improvement, landscaping, pool, and then retail product and retail service. So retail service would be dry cleaning and massage, you know, hairs, hair and nails, um, all of those types of businesses—you break, I fix, cell phone repairs—and then, uh, and then, small boutique products on on the retail product side. And we are in 45 states and 12 countries. We have customers all over the world that have U.S. businesses. And you know, we do this—we uh, do a thing that we started last quarter, and it's called coolest customer. And so our team all picks. Uh, one of their customers that on our all hands meeting, they share with the company that what their customer is doing. And it's very interesting, you know, uh, in a human perspective that we just say to them, hey, who's your coolest customer? And some have picked the customer because of the product that they have or what they're doing. And some have picked it because of the human and, and the business isn't that cool, but it's like an impactful business. And so they present that to, to the team and then we pick um, those customers and we send them a $25 Amazon gift card for being the coolest customer because oh. they're in our day.
1: Well, that's amazing. Um, that's so fun that you, you do stuff like that. But I do wanna echo what Lil said about they actually do serve these customers so extremely well. You guys are actually a partner, of fat merchant. So we uh, came into partnership this last year. It's so fun that when we get to bring our businesses full circle and we're actually working on um, some really cool integrations between our companies now as well. Uh, But, they really are just the like coolest bookkeeping firm. We all need bookkeeping services for our business, so uh, give Zendu a shot. Um, we'll definitely link everything in the show notes below. Let them know that you found her at the CEO of School podcast. I'm sure she's going to hook us up with some some good freebies and things like that. But we definitely cannot wait to support you and a woman-owned business in the financial sector because we need so much more of that. So we're going to do everything and get you more customers because there's so many business owners out here listening that are sub 20 employees that need your services. And so we've used them firsthand and I would never bring a product on here that, um, I don't absolutely love. So, um, I love that. Also, where can we find you? I know where we've been on, you've been chatting with me about getting on clubhouse recently. Tell me about clubhouse and, uh, and where we can like, what's happening
0: there. So uh, so right now anybody listening find us at zendu.com x e n d o o.com um or reach out to sales and you know book a, a free consult we'd love to chat with you. Um, Clubhouse is just fascinating to me. It is where, you know, old school talk radio meets podcast and the the level of learning I'm a lifelong learner and the level of learning that you can you have on Clubhouse, you know, I popped on the other night and uh, you can turn it on when you're in the car instead of the radio and you know it was uh it was mr wonderful and barbara corcoran talking about shark tank right um i popped on uh on another day and it was Andreessen horowitz right which is you know uh the quote of software's eating the world one of the best investors of all time and so anything that you're interested in they have on clubhouse and it's really um it's taking i think it'll replace facebook because facebook takes your time Um, i'm not a a big social media person and i'm not on i don't do facebook i have a i'm on there but i never check it and facebook takes your time and your eyeballs where clubhouse doesn't Clubhouse is educating you, and the interesting thing about Clubhouse scenario is that if you invite somebody, it's exclusive. So you have to be invited. It's almost like the private island concept. That if you had a private island, what ten people would you bring, and then let those ten people bring people, and so then you can create this kind of uh, 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 area of just safety, right? So Clubhouse is about that talking about good things, positive things. If somebody bad comes on and you invited them, they're going to get kicked off of Clubhouse, and so are you. That's amazing, right? That's just so incredible. No,
1: it's definitely been really cool. I've actually hosted a room over the last like week. I haven't been on as much as I want to be. One of my things about Clubhouse that I actually don't like is I like to replicate my time. So if I'm going to be like this podcast episode, for example, you can listen to it, I can share it, I can post it on social. So my time here in this conversation carries on, right? And I actually really like that p- p- proponent of it because I'm a scalable person when it comes to business and my time. And so for me, my only bone to pick right now with Clubhouse, I think and that's like the that's like the allure of it too, is that it disappears, right? That you have to be in the room.
0: They're but, changing it.
1: They're changing it. Okay.
0: So 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 so, and I don't spend much time on it. I'll put it on in the car because, for me, the reason why I'm I'm dipping in and I've I've you know have uh, spoken at three or four you know short things like I'll do the five minute talking and then pop off, um, is that I'm I'm looking at what's the business model. I'm looking at the business model for us. So for us, we own Accounting Club. We haven't brought that room to life yet. But Accounting.Club is gonna be a room where we just talk about all things finance. Um, And so once we get that room up and going, we'll be inviting you on, right? And we'd love that. And so what's gonna happen with Clubhouse is right now, it's only iPhone, they're gonna add Android. Every Sunday, the founders have a town hall where they tell what they're doing with the product. I mean, this company is a billion dollar valuation in 10 months.
1: No, I mean, it, it's 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 fanatic. I mean, it is crazy on how quickly it's growing and how fast the adoption has been. Um, it's really cool to see. And I love being early adopters and things because early adopters are always rewarded. Um, but it's also a risk to be an early adopter. Right. Because if it doesn't pan out, you've, you've spent your time learning a platform that didn't that didn't pan out. I don't 100%. think I the case for Clubhouse I think Clubhouse has a lot of traction. You've seen a lot of big names support it. And so I'm definitely interested, we're taking a look at creating our own rooms as well and seeing if this is going to be something that we want to put a flag down in. But my only thing was that I want to make sure that we're scaling our time effectively.
0: So you can sell it. You can sell what will happen, what they're going to be bringing about is a monetization of it. And that's going to be where they're going to take the content and then you're going to be able to sell that and to replicate that. And so right now, I mean, look at how look, there's the the UX is horrible on Clubhouse, right? Absolutely horrible. And and it's just that it's so it's showing that the human condition it wants the connectivity and wants the learning and wants to talk about ideas. And whereas Facebook talks about things and
1: people. People. No, exactly. Exactly. Couldn't agree with you more. And we're so, I mean, this was just such, I could literally sit here and talk to you for another hour, which I'm sure I'm going to have a follow-up call on so many things happening uh, between our companies. You know, you've really, you're an inspiration to all of us that no matter uh, what age you can start another company and continue to grow. It doesn't matter even all of the things that you've gone through and all the success that you've had. I love the fact that you said I've something that's important to me is I'm going to continue to learn and grow. And you have done that. You've literally, at every single step, you haven't said this is this is this is enough. You fulfilled that lifelong learning journey, and here you are now tackling a billion-dollar accounting fintech platform. And we're so thrilled and honored to have you and to learn from you today, uh, Lil. Thanks so much for being on the show, and hopefully, we get to invite you back into our club at CEO School for some really fun workshops. And maybe we can all utilize your framework while you teach it to us live at some point.
0: Would love that Okay. and And so grateful and honored. And thank you, thank you, thank you for you. You totally inspire me.
1: All right, I'll I'll talk to you soon. Bye Lil, bye everyone. We'll see you on next week's episode at CEO School. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us at CEO School on Instagram for show notes, inspiration and exclusive behind the scenes that you won't find anywhere else. We also have an absolutely incredible resource for you. It's the seven lessons we learn building million dollar businesses. These are complete game changers and we want to give it to you absolutely free. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast, why you love the show, screenshot the review and email it to hello at CEOschoolpodcast.com and we'll send it your way.